Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And good afternoon. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to My Independence Report. This is a uh, podcast that is designed to help people and is designed to uh, cause people to think and maybe to reach out for the help that they need with certain problems. And today is no exception. We have a uh, a really uh, qualified guy who can talk about the subject matter we're going to talk about today, which is concussions and what happens to your body and happens to your mind. And he is working holistically to um, help people who have had concussions. He's a chiropractor. His name is Dr. John DeWitt. Dr. DeWitt, how are you today? I am phenomenal, Kevin. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to uh, contribute whatever I can. Well, I I, I want to uh, run by your history a little bit so that because... Uh, so that everybody knows that you n- have a good understanding of what a concussion is because you were a professional football player for a period of time, weren't you? Yes, I was and played, uh, I think altogether I probably played about two and a half decades of, of football, including high school and stuff. So, yeah, I've been hit in the head a few times. Did you feel like you, yeah, yeah, I played football for like four or five years and I never had a concussion that I'm aware of, but back in the seventies when I played, it was like, if you could still talk and stand up, they sent you back in. Right. And, and that's kind of how it was when I played it. Um, I, ironically, it's uh, when they first, when they came out with the movie concussion, that's when everybody starts thinking, thinking, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is kind of a big deal and kind of important. And, and that was uh, unfortunate. I remember when I was in high school in the 80s, there was uh, a, a guy on the team that was kind of a little guy, loved to play football, was always just flying around, smashing into people and stuff. But I mean, every other day it seemed like he was getting knocked out and and they finally they were just like you know what i don't really think you're built to play this sport and so he had to stop playing and uh i personally didn't really have any i mean you had your typical things where you would you know run into somebody during a drill or something and you'd go kind of cross-eyed and you just kind of shake your shake your head a little bit until your eyes uncrossed and you figured oh, okay that's no big deal and you just get back in there and uh then it was when I got a little bit older and was actually playing in uh, the arena football league that I was running down, <laughs> running down. I was considerably older. I think I was 30 at the time was running down on a kickoff and I was, I was going to show this guy what it was all about. And I was going to act like I was going to run around him. Then I was going to run right over him. And so I did that. And next thing you know, I'm looking up and I'm looking up at the lights going, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and he had just <laughs> full on knocked me out. I was like, Oh, Okay, and that's when I started thinking about right, I need to have an alternative for after the football thing's over because I can't keep keep doing this. But uh, it's and, fascinating. What? Go ahead. Sorry. But, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it's just interesting because people, when you think about the physics of it, I mean your your brain is suspended in in a, a fluid inside the skull called the cerebral spinal fluid that is actually supposed to basically keep it from having any, it's supposed to protect it from any damage. 
And so you've got that fluid, then you've got something called the dura, dura matter, which is a really thick fibrous protective sac almost around the brain and the spinal cord as well. And then you've got the um, skull itself that is, is broken into several different sections or plates. And a lot of times, you know, back in the day, we were told, oh, well, you know, after the age of 18 or so, your the plates of your skull fuse and, you know, you don't have that little soft spot anymore not in the back of your head. But in reality, what happens, and they realized this back in about 1960, is that the sections of the skull actually can shift a little bit and they fit together more like uh, pieces of a bridge so that it can expand and contract just a little bit. And that actually makes it a lot stronger so that you don't just shatter your skull all the time. And, uh, and it's just amazing. You have all these different protective things put into your body. You know, obviously, you can't take credit for the design, but it's a pretty amazing design that we're built this way. And we never thought about, well, if you're running really fast and you stop, the pro the uh, physics of it, the inertia is going to force your brain to continue going forward, sloshing around in that in that fluid inside the skull. And so it's going to hit the front of your skull and then it's going to go back and hit the back of your skull, depending on how fast you're going and how quickly you stop. And so the thing that is frustrating for me and that a lot of people really don't like to hear, but it's almost impossible to keep that from happening i don't care how many how much you have and layers of whatever you have and foam and everything else on your head all that's going to do is it might slow down the the speed with which you stop and that might help a little bit but i mean the brain's going to be scooting around in there and, and banging around and there's a lot of little sharp pointy things inside inside the skull there that you don't really want the brain poking into so it's uh it's a little frustrating, and I just don't really know what the answer is. I mean, one of the things that uh, has been mentioned is that maybe kids shouldn't start playing tackle football until um, until they're at least 13 or 14 years old, and then they've shown that they have a lot less uh, chance for getting CTE and, 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 you know, all the bad brain fog and things like that. And, and they can play flag football, so they still get the reaction times and figure out the plays and things like that, but there's no physical contact that could cause the cause the issues, but it's just Football is a huge money-making sport, and it's so caught up in, in part of the culture that you really don't hear people talking about it as much as, as they were back when that movie came out. And I think the NFL is very happy about that, and they put out their little commercials about how, oh, we're researching to find out how to make football safer and all that. I'm like, uh, yeah, because that's, that's your golden goose. You don't want anything to happen with that. So anyway, all right, that's my that's my preaching. I'll step off the pedestal for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Because um, the human body and the head was not built to go crashing into another human being who's going just as fast in the opposite direction and hit their heads together. It's, we're just not designed to do that, are we? No, not not even close. And it's even inter more interesting. So I wrote the book about concussions and CTE, but then I wrote another book that was um, – about other sports and more more specifically equestrian sports you don't even think about that so there's people that are riding around on these giant animals and i mean a lot of times you don't wear the goofy little helmet because you can fall off and or you don't want because you want to look good and then you fall off the horse or the horse bucks up or whatever and that can cause all kinds of issues but then in other sports um like women's uh soccer They've tried to cut out um, heading the ball in women's soccer because they don't have the muscular development in the neck and shoulders to be able to handle just heading a soccer ball, and and that can cause concussions in them. So it's just we're a lot. I mean, we're pretty. We're built 
pretty durably, I think, but if we, it's just to a certain extent and you can't push the limits too much or you're going to have some, some negative effects. And I just get really, um, sad when I talk to people, to guys that I've used, that I played with back in the day and I see them and they're just, they have all kinds of memory issues. They can't, they had really bad brain fog, early onset dementia. My dad's got early onset dementia himself and I, it's just very, very frustrating. And so that, that is something that caused me to look into additional things you can do to help optimize your brain health to, to really um, limit the amount of damage that could happen or kind of start to reverse some of the damage that you may have already caused in your younger days through nutrition and, and you know, supplementation and, and different, even meditation and certain sleeping techniques are, are really, really good to, to really optimize your, your brain health. That's one of uh, Dave Asprey. He's a big biohacker they call it and he he's from up in the seattle area and uh he really he started the bulletproof coffee thing and throwing some uh coconut oil in in coffee even though he did it back when he was hiking in the alps or something with the with the yaks and they put yak butter in the coffee and thought that was disgusting but it really was a good source of energy for the brain so how do you um when somebody comes to you in these days are, are and they're concerned about concussion issues or they've had a concussion, um, what what steps do you take to help them? Well, if they have had multiple concussions in the past and you know it was it was you know a few years ago or or, or something like that, then I just tell them to make sure they are taking uh, coconut oil because coconut oil is a medium chain triglyceride, which acts like a, a second source of energy for the brain. And this is when I go back into a little bit of the high school biology, but it's one of those things where the whole Krebs cycle where you're generating ATP and, and that whole thing. Well, what happens is if you have a concussion, it causes a massive depolarization inside the brain instead of just one little action potential firing off a neuron. There's a whole bunch of them. And that big wave of depolarization causes calcium to build up inside the mitochondria, which are the powerhouses of the cell. And the, and the reason that's a problem is because when the calcium's inside there, then the mitochondria can't burn or break down um, glycogen like it's supposed to, to be able to generate energy. And so it needs a second source of energy. And so what, um, that's why the medium chain triglycerides with the coconut oil is so important. So that gives you like a second source of energy so you don't have to just focus on that one thing because if you're not doing the anaerobic respiration by breaking down um, ATP into energy, then you're going anaerobically and you go from getting 32 ATP to like two. And so you're not nearly as efficient. And so the uh, the good fats like the coconut oil actually helps you generate more energy, helps you stay focused better and helps you with uh, they call it neurogenesis when you're actually growing new neurons and new connections in the brain that can help you get your get yourself back to where you need to be and something else that's interesting that I because I'm I'm constantly researching all these different things trying to figure out you know what's the, what's the latest thing you know does this work does that work have tried re countless numbers of supplements and stuff like that and the the most recent one is uh from a um Norwegian uh, well, it's it's called Telemind is is what it's called. It's the supplement, and it's got an ingredient called YTE, which is called um, young tissue extract. And that sounds 
kind of gross. I was like, can you think of something better? Than <laughs> I was like, ew, I don't want any extra what? But they get, what they do is they, um, and it's great for chronic stress. It helps lower cortisol levels and it helps um, brain fog and that kind of thing. And, and what happens is they, they were researching uh, chickens actually in Norway and they found that a chicken, you have a, fer- a fertilized egg, it only takes three weeks before you have a full-on chicken just pops out of the egg. And they're like, that's pretty miraculous that that happens that quickly. And they found out that on day nine, their, the growth rate inside the shell triples. And they're like, well, what, is, what nutrient is in there that is that potent that allows that growth to happen so fast? And so they've isolated that, and it's, um, they've put it into a supplement, and it really is, is, is truly amazing. It's, uh, it's called, let's see, so it's called YTE, but what, what you're getting is the pre-embryonic stage extract of, from the egg. They freeze-dry that, put it in a supplement, and they've had just insane, insane miraculous things happen, such as... There was a guy that has a, that had ankylosing spondylitis, which is a condition where your bone literally fuses into one big bone and your spine can't bend at all. It's just you're just like totally rigid. You can't if you lay on your back, your head is not even touching the the floor because you're just frozen in one position. Oh, and that would suck. Took, yeah, he took that supplement and was able to bend all the way down and touch the floor. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, that that's insane. They used it back in the 90s. It's been around for about 20 years. They used it in the 90s for bodybuilders. They would mix it with creatine, and they used it, uh, mix it with ginkgo biloba for a lot of uh, brain and neurological conditions and stuff like that. It's just, it's the latest and greatest thing that I've found so far that I'm excited about, and um, you know, always, always searching for new things and just, uh, and that's the interesting thing too, because nutrition is just one part of it. I mean, this is a very complex type situation and everybody is very unique and so if you know you have one guy that that lives out in the in the country and out in the woods and grows all his own food and and you know doesn't have a whole lot of stress and is just kind of doing his thing he's going to have a different set of requirements nutritionally and emotionally and physically than somebody that lives in New York City that's just always go 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 all the time it's um it's just interesting how everything works as far as that goes meditation is something that I've been looking into a lot too and just uh, how to holistically kind of get back in touch and figure out, you know, why each individual person is actually here and what we're, what we can do to help optimize our health. Even if it's just taking, you know, 10 minutes just to sit there and be with yourself for 10 minutes and just focus on your breathing or, or, you know, on optimized sleep or or things like that. It's just, uh, it's just fascinating stuff. And it's just always, there's always new things coming out and I'm just, trying to stay on top of it as much as I can. And, it, it, you know, being a chiropractor, and I know that you played football. We talked prior to the podcast. You played football till you were in your early 30s, and then you decided that probably at that point it wasn't going to be a career that you're going to be staying with for very long. So you went to chiropractor school, and you did that in three and a half years, and, and uh, which is hard to do, by the way. You should congratulate yeah. yourself for that. And, <laughs> oh, well, congratulations uh, to me. <laughs> Congratulations to you! You did it, and then, I mean that's re- that's a really hard thing to do, and uh, and now and now you're helping, working to help people. You know, I was struck in the beginning we were talking about football and and high school football and junior high school football, college football, professional football. 
There are, and and not only that, but soccer. Soccer is also a, a problem yeah. with with um, uh, brain issues. Um, there are so many of us that either played football or wrestled or whatever that could be prone to concussions or could have had concussions and didn't even know it. What are some of the signs that we should be looking for now that I'm, you know, I'm not as young as springtime no more? And uh, <laughs> what should I be, what should I be looking for? Well, is, well, is, is it, 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 well, it's one of those things that a lot of times people used to say, you know, if you don't get knocked out, then it's not a concussion. And it's like only about 5% of concussions actually you lose consciousness. The other 95% are people that you might be confused. I was I was chatting with you earlier about, you know, there was a guy when I was playing with the Oilers in Houston that he got his bell rung and the, and the trainer runs out and holds up a couple fingers and said, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? And he's like, oh, Friday. And they're like, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you what day it was. That's a pretty good sign that you've got some issues and some disconnect going on in the brain. But uh, it is uh, things that normally would be easy for you to do, would be confusing. You might be driving home and forget how to get home, or you might, you know, brain fog, just not being able to focus. Um, chronic headaches are an issue. Sleep problems could be a sign. Um, digestive issues, hormonal imbalances, if you're kind of really up and down emotionally wise, that could be a sign that you've had, you know, brain trauma of some sort. And basically, I honestly, I feel like 95% of the population has had some sort of brain trauma one way or another. We had a patient come in the other day that uh, had been dropped on their head when they were 10. And, uh, and I mean, the, their x-rays were just like, whoof. So, I mean, that definitely, they didn't like officially get diagnosed with a concussion or anything. But Obviously, that was trauma to the head. That's going to affect everything, and so you need to address that. And, and everybody just needs to assume, okay, I probably do. So why don't, regardless of if I do or not, why don't I do all the steps that I can to optimize my brain health so that I'm going to be the best I can be, regardless of how I got here? I, I'm just looking about. I'm, I'm thinking about looking forward. It's kind of like they talk about how the, the windshield in the car is way bigger than the rearview mirror because you need to be focused more on what's ahead and not what's in, in the back. Oh, exactly. So. So if I walk into a room and can't remember for the life of me why I went in there, is that yeah. a sign? It, it could be a sign, or it could be a sign you didn't get enough sleep the night before. Maybe you're not really, you know, that you got so many things going on, you're distracted. Uh, but, but that, headaches, vision problems, we've had patients come in that literally are wearing, they're very sound sensitive, so they're wearing like big earmuffs, sunglasses. Um, they don't, they can't, they're super light sensitive, and it's just, it's like everything gets turned up like 20 notches on on the radio dial. So it's just way louder and, and just more irritating than it normally should be. And so they've got different ways to, uh, to cope with that, but that's not actually fixing the problem. That's just dealing with the symptoms and you want to actually try to fix what's causing the problems. And how, how do you do that? Well, for us, we do a lot of uh, adjusting to make sure that their, their neck and uh, the Plates of the skull are all lined up correctly. The neck is lined up correctly. Um, make sure they're doing the proper nutrition. They're getting enough sleep. We do. Um, we teach them how to. We, we, we call it teaching self-talk, better self-talk, because you know a lot of times people don't realize that they talk to themselves more than anybody else talks to them because it's always the voice in their head. They're you know thinking about you know what do I need to do this? Should I do this? What should I do? And, they, and you, they're not realizing that they're actually talking to themselves. So if they're sitting there saying, 
you know, I'm, I can't remember this. I can't remember this. What's wrong with me? I'm getting older. I, it's, all, it's horrible. I can't do it. I can't do it. Then that's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So you need to really focus on I'm getting better and better. I'm sleeping better. I'm full of energy. I'm, I'm, you know, amazing and wonderful and congratulate yourself on all what <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But it's, yeah, it's we would call those, we would call those yeah. positive affirmations. We, Absolutely. We, we, yeah. And I was, I was watching a really interesting, um, YouTube video the other day of a, um, Hindu monk that was talking about how, you know, he went off to uh, a monastery in Hawaii for 10 years when he was like 23 and he was explaining everything about, you know, people think, Oh, well, monks always, they're meditating and chanting and all that all day long. And he's like, well, no, not really. What it is, is, you know, you get these, these little bracelets and they have beads on them and there's 108 beads on these little bracelets that these guys wear and they call them, uh, mantra beads. They're not prayer beads or, or any of that kind of stuff or manifestation beads. They're called mantra beads. And so you come up with whatever it is in your mind that you really want to manifest or, or, you know, something that you really want to focus on. And every time you touch one of your, one of the beads on your, on your little bracelet, they would repeat that. Like, I am happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. And they, so they would go and say it 108 times every single day and not only say it, but really embrace the, the, the feeling of whatever it is that you're thinking about, how that really feels. And that helps to get your body moving at a different frequency, a different vibration, and that draws that into your life. So the idea then really is to increase your your, your vibration frequency, um, and that can help you um, um, actually in all phases of your life, but it can help you with your brain function as well. Absolutely, because we're we're more energy than matter, and and we got the brain is, is... about 70 to 80% fat and it's got a bunch of water in there too. And and, and it's just one of those things that, I mean, it's just comical because we really don't, I mean, we've just barely scratched the surface on how everything, how we work and how this whole existence here on this planet. And and I think that um, just really trying to optimize and be the very best that we can be, that is going to be the key. And it just gets so frustrating because we have people come in that say, you know, you know, my dad had has Alzheimer's or has dementia, and that, and you know, it's genetic, and that means I'm going to get it, and all that. And it's like you, you're kind of like, okay, well, there's a certain amount of it that's genetic, but there's something called epigenetics too, and epigenetics actually shows that just because you have a particular genetic tendency, if you make all the all the different life choices and are healthier and exercise more and eat better and things like that it doesn't mean that that actual gene is going to be activated. So you might have it, but you're not going to actually get that particular condition. And so it's, uh, it's, it's just a really fascinating thing to be able to understand how, how we work and how people, people don't think about it. Cause I, I've got two seven year old twin girls right now. And it's one of those things where they're always saying, you know, people, Kids don't do what they tell you to do. They do what you show them. Like they, they learn more by seeing you enact whatever it is that you want them to do. So if if you want them to, you know, appreciate and value reading, then they're going to see you reading. They're not going to have you lecturing them saying you need to read more. If you never read, they're going to be like, why would I read if you're never reading? So if, you know, you're witnessing your, you know, mom coming home every day or dad coming home every day from work as a kid, um, you know, drinking alcohol or, or whatever, 
then in your mind, you might not even realize it, but then you kind of adopt some of those same negative behaviors and then suddenly they've got Alzheimer's or dementia and then you're kind of worried that you're going to have it because you don't realize, but you have been doing the same thing they were doing back then. So it's just all about being able to step, kind of step out of ourselves and be like, okay, I need a really harsh reality evaluation. You know, how am I mentally, physically, emotionally, and how can I optimize my health to get to where I want to be. How do you motivate somebody to do that? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you, it, it, they have to want to. You can't make them. It's the whole, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. It's just like, Oh, no, you know, Doc, I, you're, a big, you're a big man. You're six foot four. You can make anybody do almost anything. <laughs> you would think so, but not really. Especially some of those little girls. Oh, my goodness. If they don't want to brush their teeth, they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I pick them up and take them in the bathroom and say, you don't want me to brush your teeth, they still be like, no. It's, it's, it's a test of patience. That's true. <laughs> you know, I have a, I have a doctor that, that uh, I'm supposed to take, you know, a particular uh, prescription medication. And she says, so are you taking this? And I said, well, when I think about it, she said, oh, you're just a man. And as a kid, so we just don't we just don't think about stuff like that until it smacks us in the face, and then we have to think about it. I guess exactly. Like if it if it starts affecting our golf game or something like that that we enjoy doing, then it's like, oh wait a minute, I better I better do something about this. Like, yeah, you should. Yeah, but you should have already. So by the way, we're talking yep. with uh, Dr. John Dewitt. He is a chiropractor. He's based out of California. So if you're in the California area and you'd like to go see a hell of a chiropractor, go see him. Uh, doctor, how do, uh, how does somebody get a hold of you? Uh, they can call the office. Uh, the number is 714-962-5891. Uh, unfortunately, we've got about a, I think it's about a year-long wait list at this point, but uh, the sooner Holy they crap, call, the really? sooner they'll get, sooner, yeah, the sooner they'll get in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that means? That means you're really good and you get results. <laughs> That's true. That's and and it, we are open from 5 a.m. till 6 p.m. every single day of the week. Holy! So, every single day of the week. Yep. No excuses. No I know excuses. chiropractors that. Yeah, I know chiropractors that work, you know, they they work at go to work at 7, they work until noon, and then they come back at 3 and work until 6 or something like that. Uh, but I, no. I don't know anybody. That, so so you are you mean to tell me that if I were to call for an appointment, you'd say, well, see you next year? Uh, well, I wouldn't, but the girls would. <laughs> <laughs> They're your gatekeeper, aren't they? They keep you exactly sane. Exactly right. Any scheduling issues, that's always comes up with them. I mean, sometimes we have some cancellations and people get in a little bit earlier, but still, it would, I mean, the earliest would be probably three or four months. That's that. I've never, I've never heard of a chiropractor that, that had a practice that good. You must be mm. good. I, I guess something. <laughs> <laughs> because you not only do now, what kind of manipulations do you do? Do you do, uh, I, what what some would call uh, back racking, or do you do nuka, or what what what, what is your forte? Yeah, we we do a combination. Of, there's six docs in the office. We do a combination of of just different techniques that we've learned throughout the years, just to kind of whatever particular um, whatever the case calls for. We'll do um, upper cerv upper cervical adjusting. We'll do um, activator. We'll do um, biophysics. We'll do 
sacral occipital technique. We'll do traction. We'll do all different whatever whatever is required of the particular situation. That's what we'll do. You know, you you just impressed me again. You have six <laughs> doctors in in your office, and you've got a year waiting list. You guys all are good. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's exciting. We see some pretty awesome stuff every day. Now, because of the uh, book of it, uh, uh, um, the concussion, have you thought about, uh, or are you in the process, or have you that I'm unaware of, written a book about concussions and about a holistic way to treat them? Uh, absolutely. I wrote uh, Concussions and CTE. Uh, well, it's actually Head Games, Concussion and CTE, Where Do We Go From Here? And then I have the equestrian edition for uh, folks that like to ride horses and not wear their helmets. But um, have that. I actually um, am working on multiple, updating multiple websites, one of which is going to be called Concussion Class, and it's going to be a um, free webinar that has me discussing concussions and how to go about, you know, what exactly causes them, what, what you can do to help heal them and, and things like that. That'll be coming out um, early next year. I'm looking at uh, um, Amazon and something that is near and dear to my heart is I have, I have uh, arthritis mm -hmm. and, and you have written a book about arthritis too. I have about stem cell therapy and all the benefits of that. That is, that was actually really fun because we got to go down or, I guess not down, it would be over and up to New York City. We were in uh, Times Square and got to speak at uh, NASDAQ and got to go do a little uh, promo photo at Times Square uh, talking about stem cells and the latest and greatest as far as that goes. And it uh, just for regenerating tissue, Mike, Mike Golick uh, was, we got, I go to a thing called uh, the Gridiron Greats. Um, dinner. It's older NFL guys. Mike Dick started it, um, and we, a bunch of older NFL guys go to Vegas uh, once a year. Sometimes they have in Chicago. But uh, you go out there, you get to meet some of the old guys uh, and talk to them. And Mike Golick talks about how he, you know, his knees were just destroyed, and he'd had multiple surgeries, and he didn't think he was going to be able to function when he was seventy. And he got stem cell injections, and he said it's the best thing he ever did. And so that was when I was I'm like, huh. And so I looked into that, and I was like, that's that's pretty interesting. So, um, and that's such a fun experience too. But it's kind of bittersweet because you get to meet meet you know Howie Long and Herschel Walker and all these guys, and and see what the how these people really are. Because some of the guys are really great, good guys, and other guys are you know not the best guys. You're just kind of like, ah, oh, why is that guy being that way? But you know whatever people are how they're going to be but um really fascinating stuff cbd was another thing oh my gosh that was a huge thing they talked about last time and all this stuff coming out nowadays but uh it's just interesting to see some of these guys that i mean unfortunately there's people that were just studs when they played and now they they are wheelchair bound because they're just their legs are just destroyed and uh it's just sad that that has to be the case, and you see the brain issues too when they're not really aware of what even happened or where they are, or what's going on. And that's why the the stem cells are good to help with the joint joint issues. And then that's actually something else that's interesting about the YTE, uh, the Telemind supplement, is that it helps a lot with uh, 
brain fog and, and it actually helps boost stem cell production and, and growth hormone naturally in, in your body because that, that's because they got it right uh, right around the time when, when that big growth spurt happens with, with uh, the development of the egg back in oh, yeah, Norway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all that good stuff. So it uh, you know anything that helps is good and it's just cool to see these guys but it's just unfortunate that they're all messed up but there's in i mean the funny thing is so i did the concussion book i did the stem cell book was my last book that i did and then before that i i wrote three different books on natural ways to correct your vision because when i was um when i was playing football i had an astigmatism and so they said you know you can't wear contacts because it's not going to work and all this so i basically just had to play blind and uh eventually got to a point where they had the soft contacts and i would wear those but and then I'm always getting poked in the eyes of defensive linemen. I'm always getting poked in the eye and all this stuff, and it's just always a pain. And then it wasn't until I'd been a chiropractor for a couple of years that I finally discovered uh, the Bates method and did some of those meth, some of those techniques, did some of the nutritional changes once again, and had I'd worn glasses since eighth grade and probably uh, let's see six when I was. 43 i did some of these exercises and i have not had to i'm 49 now and i haven't had to wear glasses or contacts since so you don't have good that's actually you. the title that's the title of the book you don't need your glasses or contacts so <laughs> well that's yeah, that's that'll, that'll save somebody a lot of money if you if you get that book and change your the big thing is that, and i'm getting from this conversation doctor is the big thing is you can do anything you want, and you can have anything you want, but you've got to be nutritionally sound, and you've got to take care of yourself. Exactly. It's uh, the strength coach for Houston, Steve Watterson, he used to uh, tell us all the time, he'd be like, all right, you guys are like Ferraris. You're like just elite physical specimens. If you had a Ferrari, you're not going to put bad gas in a Ferrari, or it's going to ruin the Ferrari. So you got to put the good stuff in there if you want to keep it running the way it's supposed to. And so that's the way I've always looked at it. You've got to always, you know, be aware of what you're eating. And I mean, granted, you might have some, you know, cheat days, so to speak, or whatever, just for your emotional <laughs> well-being and have some chocolate <laughs> or something. I don't know. But, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, overall, you just got and – and that's the biggest thing. And we see this a lot in the office, too. People come in. And they'll be, you know, 40, 50s, whatever. And they'll say, oh, my gosh, my knee hurts, my foot hurts, my back hurts. You know, I'm afraid I might have some horrible thing and I'm scared to use it. And I just tell them, I'm like, well, think back to when you were a teenager and, and something hurt. What did you do? Did you think you were dying? And you were like, well, no, you just were like, well, whatever. And you just kept going. And then eventually it just worked itself out. It's like we're not that that fragile. You can just push through it a little bit. Don't get so freaked out that it, Oh my gosh, maybe I'm I'm going to have cancer or something. It's just it's like don't don't do that. And that even that's a whole other topic too. Cancer, and I know this is a totally different topic, but cancer is just the body being smart. The body is it's a systemic thing. I don't care where if you have a tumor in the prostate or or in in the leg or wherever. It's just your body being smart and there's some sort of toxicity that's going on and your body isolates that by creating a tumor around it to keep it isolated away from the rest of your body. So the last thing you want to do is go poking on it with a needle or something to see what's inside because that breaks that protective coating around that tumor and then that's when you just get all kinds of issues. But, you know, the current medical model just doesn't believe that way and that's unfortunate and it's going to take a while before it actually comes around, but yeah. 
Well, the re- the reality is, and the, and the two things that I wanted to mention is uh, last year during the playoffs, they uh, um, went to the sideline and they showed Earl Campbell. Do you remember Earl Campbell? Oh yeah. He he was in a walker. Yeah. And he's had both hips replaced. He's had both yeah. knees replaced. He is yeah. he's physically a mess. And he was maybe. Uh, arguably the most physical runner to ever play in the NFL. Oh, yeah, and, he lost his jersey just about every game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was an amazing athlete, and now he can barely walk. And I am bet you that if you were to go up and talk to him, he would do it differently had he had the opportunity. Yeah, and that's the scary thing because we, we have a lot of patients, too, that have had their joints replaced and stuff, and they think, oh, it's it's fixed and and then they're like wait why why does it still hurt I'm like well sorry I mean that's you can't you can't you can't get another surgery thinking it's going to fit but people do they're because they're just so caught up in it they're like oh well one surgery maybe I just didn't get it quite right and I'll get another surgery and I mean I I I'm not any better I mean 20 years ago I had surgery on my left shoulder and uh, that's the one shoulder that hurts me more than anything is is the one I had surgery on so it's just kind of like all right well. When you when you know better, you do better, and that's that's how I've been been focusing on life from now on. Very nice. By the way, we're talking with Doctor John Dewitt. He has written the book Head Games, Concussions, and CTE. Where do we go from here? I'm going to ask you, Doctor. Where do we go from here? Well, it's kind of like we've been talking about. You have to. Just all you can do is move forward. You can't beat yourself up about what's happened in the past or, or you know, if you're concerned and worried. I, I have people calling me all the time saying, oh, you know, one of my old high school buddies called me up and said when the movie came out, Concussion, he said all, all the f- parents on my in my neighborhood or on my street are, are keeping their kids from playing football because they're afraid they're all going to get Alzheimer's. And I'm just like, okay, well, it's, it doesn't really work that way. And majority of those kids will play maybe in high school, and a lot of them don't even play in high school, but if they play in high school, okay, great, but a lot of them don't get college scholarships and play football in college, so they're going to be fine. It's the ones that get multiple concussions over years and years and years and years and years and poor diet and just abusing themselves and because that's one, unfortunately, that's one of the things that happens too is when you get older and you're playing football and you're in college and even beyond that, one of the ways that you deal with the pain that's involved with sports is, you know, you drink too much alcohol, you take pain medications, you know, things like that. And it's just, it's just a a really living for the moment kind of thing, which is great until the moment's gone. And then you're like, Oh, now what am I going to do? And that sucks. I mean, it really, really sucks. And you're just like, okay, well, this is great. I can't even stand up out of a chair anymore because I'm all beat, beat up from what I did last time. And, I mean, I and like I said, I'm 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 not saying I'm any better than anybody else because when I tore my shoulder up when I was playing football, I uh, the trainer told me, oh, this is a career-ending injury. I, I tore the labrum, which is like the suction cup that holds your arm and your shoulder joint. Sure. And uh, he said, uh, you know, your career's over. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Just shoot me up with something. I'll be fine. And so they would, <laughs> I would get tore, I'd get tore all shots in my shoulder before the games and. I mean, it was the worst experience. And I mean, seriously, before the games, I would get Toradol shots in the shoulder, 
And I remember one time they did it in the shoulder and then they're like, okay, this is the one going to be the one that hurts the most. And they pushed the needle into the capsule in between the arm and the shoulder joint. Oh. And I could literally feel the needle grinding against the bone. It was oh. just like, okay, okay, that's, that's not good. But then once, once they pulled the needle out, I couldn't feel anything. And so I'm just going all out out there. I'm like, woo, this is great. But then two or three days after the game, I, they, I couldn't function. But you know, once again, I'm just living for the moment thinking I, this was the, this was a frightening, frightening stat that I still can't believe. They asked a bunch of high school kids um, that were athletes. They said, if if we gave you a pill right now that guaranteed that you would get a full scholarship to college and would play professionally or whatever, but you would die when you were 40, would you take it? And over 80% of the kids said yes. Oh, my God. Because 40 seems like forever for, my, for a high it school did. kid. Yeah, it did for me until I got to 50. Then I was like, gee, you're just a child at 40. I know, and it's just sad. It just shows their perspective is so messed up. and They're willing to just do all this horrible stuff to themselves. And it's just, you know, but, yeah, going from here as far as the, you know, what are we going to do? It's just educating the kids, just loving them as much as you can. Maybe don't get them into the full contact football until later because the stats show that they'll have less chance of getting any of the, the chronic traumatic uh, brain issues. And, um, you know, start incorporating more coconut oil in their diet. That's going to help the brain function and, and uh, just nerve conduction as well. Just it, It's going to help all the way around. Doing um, soft tissue work, that's good to make sure you keep the fashion nice and loose so you don't have any any. Uh, you know, pulled muscles you might not need. Um, chiropractic adjustments are always good, too, to make sure their alignment's good and you have good posture. We used to get adjusted before every game. We'd actually have the chiropractor in the locker room adjusting us because you get faster uh, reaction times when you have your, your uh, better connection to the muscles themselves. And, uh, I mean, it's just just being smart and, and taking care of yourselves and realizing that uh, just because you want to do a particular thing on this particular day doesn't mean that you're going to appreciate it uh, 20 years from now. You're probably not. So, I mean, it's it's like, it's kind of like the whole story about Ronnie Lott when he had his pinky that wasn't uh, working right or something. And I don't know if it's broken or, or what happened and he was going to miss a playoff game or something. And he literally just told the trainer just to cut his finger off. He's like, I, Is that I don't know. That is a true story, and he's talked about it before. Yeah, they were like, you know what? I don't need that finger. Just go ahead and take it off. And he's like, if I took it off, would I be able to play? Because I guess he wasn't going to be able to play for some reason. And they were like, well, yeah. I mean, if you took it off, you could play. And he's like, all right, just take it off. And I'm just like, seriously? <laughs> okay. That's 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 pretty that's pretty messed up. That's pretty extreme. Yeah, that's a little nice. bit. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with uh, a great chiropractor, Dr. John DeWitt, former football player. He knows a lot about concussions. He's learned a tremendous amount about nutrition. And uh, go get his book, Head Games, Concussions, and CTE, especially if you've got a young person or or you're concerned about what you were doing as a young person. Uh, and get the book because that that can help you understand a little bit more about how that all works and uh, how you can nutritionally, holistically help yourself feel better and uh, over the long term so that you don't end up walking into a room and can't remember not only why you went in the room, but what room are you in? That would be, you know, you, you, you want to be 
you want to be able to 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 live your life to the fullest so that you can attend your daughter's wedding and your granddaughter's wedding and be healthy and happy. Um, did I say that okay, sir? That is, that is perfect. I it could not have been said better. So so thank you very much. Uh, any last words before we go, doctor? Uh, no, I just uh, hope you guys uh, stay dry up there with the. Uh, the, the pineapple express happening right now and uh lots of rain up there evidently but uh i just appreciate being on the show and uh am more than happy to answer any questions anybody might have and they can uh shoot me an email if you like and what's your email address it's uh dr john dewitt at gmail.com perfect perfect that's dr john dewitt d-e-w-i-t-t at gmail.com. Send him a line. Yes. Get get in line to go visit him. You got lots of time to get there. So that's we, true. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time, Doctor. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. And you guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other because remember, each other is all you got. We'll see you next time on my independence report. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.